0: Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. As we move into our Commercial Pilot Certificate, what are some more advanced aeronautical decision-making techniques we need to know, understand, and truly master. Hey, everyone. Jason Schappert here of m0A.com, and you are listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast brought to you by our number one rated online ground school, GroundSchoolAcademy.com. Complete Commercial Pilot Online Ground School, as well as private instrument and certificated flight instructor. For those of you working towards that knowledge test, working towards that checkride, right, most importantly, pursuing that never-ending, really thirst for knowledge, and living out that motto that a good pilot is always learning. GroundSchoolAcademy.com. If you love my teaching style here, you'll certainly love it in the videos as well. Today's topic— It's aeronautical decision-making. Back in the private pilot days, instrument rating days, we learned the PAVE checklist. We learned the I'm Safe checklist, these different acronyms the FAA gives us. I'm going to introduce some new ones to you as well as we work through this. Starting with the most basics, what is ADM? What is aeronautical decision-making? It's actually defined in Advisory Circular 60-22, and the FAA defines it in that Advisory Circular as the systematic approach to the mental process of evaluating a given set of circumstances and determining the best course of action. To show that today, we're going to work through what's called the three... P model. If this is new to you, make sure you write this down or you save this because I promise on a commercial pilot check ride, 100% this is going to be on that test. The 3P model. The first P in our 3P model is to perceive. Perceive the given cert or given set of circumstances for that flight. The second P in our 3P model is to process process by evaluating this impact on flight safety and lastly is to perform implement the best course of action I'm flying along and all of a sudden I notice my oil pressure gauge is just falling lower out of the green it's not dropping like a rock but it's it's I can see it with the naked eye that it's slowly dropping and it's now out of the green I've perceived that there's a set of circumstances, a safety issue that pertains to this flight. I've perceived the problem. I now go and, second P, process this problem. Go, okay, this is not a great situation, yet my engine is still running right now, and it's going to continue that way for maybe another second or two, maybe another few minutes. I don't know that answer here. But, I process that if I don't do something about this here relatively soon, I'm going to have an engine failure on my hands. And then, lastly, I perform. I start heading towards the nearest airport. I start looking for fields and other safe places to put this thing down, just in case I don't make it to that airport. I've got a plan B worked out. The 3P model. You see— The 3P model ultimately leads us to our paved checklist. When I'm told to perceive in the 3P model, I can also think of the paved checklist. I'm perceiving the given circumstances for the pilot the aircraft, the environment, the external pressures. All these things get considered in a snap, it seems like. And, when the FAA gives us these acronyms, it's not, Okay, Jason, you notice this issue. What are the three Ps? Let's work through it together here. You've already perceived the issue. No. This should happen simultaneously. It should happen without you having to think about it. The FAA just wants you to know and understand the thought process because there's a very good chance, you're listening to this, you're probably going to go on one day and become a flight instructor. And, if not, you're going to be in a position where you're mentoring someone someday, where you're going to need to understand the decision-making process that occurs, especially in new and budding pilots like that. One thing I always ask myself in this decision-making process is, given this set of circumstances, what could hurt me, my passengers, or the airplane. My oil pressure gauge is dropping. Could this hurt me? Absolutely. Could this hurt my airplane? Absolutely. Could this hurt my passengers? If there's any on board? Absolutely, it could. I need to take action immediately. It has to be quick. It has to be decisive. And, it has to be the right call. And, the right call in that case is, the engine's still running. Let's start heading towards the nearest airport. And, in the meantime, I'm picking out alternate landing sites. I'm notifying ATC of the issue, going, hey, listen, this is what's happening. It could be one of two things. It could be something serious. It could be a gauge malfunction. I'll keep you informed. I'm not declaring an emergency right now, but I'm letting you know I need some serious priority because an emergency could happen any second now. Just letting you know. And, we're starting the ball rolling. We're not kind of just waiting to see what happens. This requires immediate and decisive action. You see, after we perceive, we're told to process. Process the information about those circumstances like we just identified. The goal is to evaluate the impact on safety. Could you keep flying? Yeah, but it's probably not very safe, given that circumstance of the oil pressure dropping. You know, why— Must we care about these circumstances here? What what is the ultimate outcome if I don't do anything about it? Another acronym is the CARE acronym. And, this is new to you. And, it was you know, new to me recently, because I learned it a very, very long time ago. The CARE acronym. This is one that's making its rounds back up again. And, I imagine we're going to start seeing on some check rides here relatively soon. We're told, with a second P process, to process— with CARE, the CARE acronym. The C is for consequences. Um, what are the consequences of taking off after a full work day of just fatigue, external pressures from work, deadlines to meet? You had to wake up extra early, you got stuck in traffic, you're kind of just having a bummer day. What are the consequences of going flying on a day like that, right? Probably uh, not great. You're stacking the odds against you already. The A in our CARE acronym is alternatives. What are your alternatives rather than flying on this after this workday where you feel the fatigue, you feel the pressure? I could delay until morning, I could reschedule this meeting. I could drive if I feel I have to be somewhere, right? I have alternatives with this. The R in our CARE acronym is reality. What is the reality of the situation? What about not being current for the conditions you're flying in? What if you're flying to a business meeting, and you're not even current to carry passengers, but you got to be in this business meeting? There's no way you're going to make your business partner stay on the ground while you do three takeoffs and landings in the category and class of aircraft appropriate for this flight. right? What's the reality of the circumstances, the conditions we're flying in? the conditions I'm presented with, which ultimately all ties into the E. It's the same E we find on the PAVE checklist. It's external pressures. Man, I want to get home on time. Gosh, I've got to land this huge business deal. Or, man, this guy signs my paycheck every two weeks. I've got to make sure I fly him there. I get him there. I'm picking up this friend. I don't want to make him wait for me any longer than I have. I can't keep delaying. These external pressures all cause us to make poor decisions. You have to process with care. You see, if you find yourself using words like, "Eh, I probably can do it, then you need a reality check. If someone comes to you and says, Hey, I need to fly from here to here. I know the weather's not that great. Can you do it? Yeah, probably. You're already setting yourself up for failure with that statement. Your subconscious mind alone is going to believe that there's a 50 50 chance this isn't going to be that good of a flight, right? This is not good decision making. I can probably clear those trees at the end of the runway. Can all four of us fit in this airplane? Yeah, I think so. Do you see how using phrases like that, you're committing to something, but you're committing to something haphazardly because you just are haphazardly because you're You don't know if it's true or not, if it can really be done. now There's a good chance it could work. Do you understand? Then, lastly, with the 3P model, when it comes time to perform, we follow the very simple acronym, which is ME, M-E. The M is to mitigate or eliminate that risk. Can we eliminate that risk of my oil pressure gauge dropping? Well, the only way to eliminate it is to be down the ground safely, right? That way, we know the outcome. The you know To mitigate it, I can mitigate it. I can reduce the risk, the level of risk, by heading towards the nearest airport or landing site as soon as possible and being ready for what might end up being an engine failure. And then, the E in the ME acronym is to evaluate the outcomes of those actions. It, am I getting closer to the ultimate outcome, which is, down on the ground safely? Is is this action I'm taking working me towards that? So, here are some tools now to really better yourself as a commercial pilot as you begin to deal with these external pressures with aeronautical decision-making. Use your personal minimums in advance of the flight. This is so hard to do. It's so hard to say no sometimes to someone who's paying you, to someone you feel like you have to be there. Whatever it may be, as a commercial pilot, aeronautical decision-making gets so difficult, and so hard to stick to what you stand for, your personal minimums with this. That being said, you need to choose alternative plans of action. You may want to fly direct from here to South Florida, but there's some restricted airspace in the way. So, you can plan direct, but there's some restricted airspace. There's some Bravo airspace. There's a lot of stuff you may not get cleared through. You need to have a plan B, which is a routing around that, kind of a, a, you know, the long way around. The third option could be, we could always drive. And, we need to plan it. We need to make that go or no-go decision where driving is still an option. You see, using South Florida as the example, we're going to fly from where I'm at in Ocala, north-central Florida, about an hour north of Orlando, Disney area, near Gainesville, Florida, is where I'm at. We're going to fly down to Miami. It's about a two-hour flight or about a five-hour drive. Very long drive. Not an not a easy way to drive, that's for sure. Just Long. I have a big business meeting down in Miami. I want—I have to be there, right? And, that's what the, the boss man's telling you. You need to make a go or no-go decision where driving is still an option. Meaning, you need to make a decision whether to fly or not fly five hours out from when you're supposed to be at that meeting. Because, driving is still an option, because it takes five hours to drive there. If you wait until it's four hours from the meeting— you've now set yourself up for failure because you're basically forcing yourself into that flight. Because, when well, you go, well, we can't really drive anymore because I'll be an hour late. Plus, there's probably traffic now. was an accident on the road and all this other stuff. It's going to slow me down. You're forcing yourself to go, well, I mean, it exceeds my personal minimum just a little bit, but we've got to fly. We can't be late. And that's that mindset of you have to be somewhere in aviation. And we know you never have to be anywhere. And if you do, you need to have a backup plan to drive and make that go or no go decision when driving is still a feasible option to really accomplish there. Make it easier on yourself with that, with aeronautical decision making. I've given you the 3P model, giving you a great example of losing oil pressure, how. We can take these acronyms the FAA gives us and then give them what we we like to do so often, is give them that real-world applicability. That is what we're ultimately after with that. So, I, I know that's going to help you a ton. This will be on your check ride, I promise you. And, most importantly, it's going to help you deal with the external pressures, the day-to-day life and operations of being a commercial pilot. So, Can't wait to hear about your success stories with that, uh, about making those great decisions. So, listen, thanks so much for all that you guys do. Don't forget, we have three other podcasts, the Private Pilot Podcast, the Instrument Pilot Podcast, and, of course, the CFI Certificated Flight Instructor Podcast as well for you to listen to while you're at the gym, on the long commute to work, whatever it may be. Enjoy the rest of your day. And, most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.